this thing on? <laughs> I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> Happy Monday, everyone. Today, I have my sister, my middle sister, Indy. She is going to talk with me about anxiety and depression. This entire month, the entire month is going to be about things that I've learned throughout my 20s. Anxiety and depression, how to deal, how I cope with some of my mental health struggles. I wanted to share that with you and I feel as though Indy has a lot to say on the subject. So I thought, you know, why not have her here? Somebody I can talk to and like muddle through my own thoughts and and opinions on that. So Indy, to start out, you want to tell them a little something, something about yourself? Um, sure. I am 27 years old. I've been, I guess, kind of struggling with anxiety, depression, and just I guess trying to find my normal for, I guess, about 10 years now. And the older I've gotten, the more ways I've found to cope with it and be my normal, I guess. Yeah, just be yourself. Yeah. Right. If you are really looking to be healthy and change, like, the change is constant. It's not something that just happens, like, from 20 to 30. But these are the things that have helped me, and I want you to – and hopefully you can take a little something from it, and maybe some of these tips and tricks will help you as well. So, self-reflection. I self-reflect a lot, and I think – introspect is really helpful it helps me stay grounded it helps me really realize when I am a victim of someone else or when I'm or when I'm being a victim of my own mind and thoughts and my own insecurities Mm -hmm. I think that when you're going through a tough time that self-reflection is necessary but you can't have too much of it know when you need to get out of your own mind and out of your own solitude and go out into the world and seek the help and opinions of other people but self-reflection is a really great way for me to start i i don't do that which i i mean i'm working on doing that with help and i know i should be able to do it on my own but sometimes you just can't um i'm doing it with help simply because when i self-reflect I beat myself up because I'm like, okay, well, I know this is all me. I did this. I did that. Why do I have to be so stupid? I hate myself. Like, and then like it goes from, I know I did something wrong. Let me self-reflect on it to straight downhill to I suck. I'm a horrible person. That is not the reaction that I want from self-reflect. You know what I mean? so, So that's why I'm doing it with help. Yeah. As with help, I'll be like, okay, I know I did this. And I'm going to work on that. But then as I start to turn it into a, you know, a bashing session, yeah, yeah, session, they're like, the person that's helping me is like, okay, done with the sappiness. Yeah, done with the sappiness. This ain't you. You're none of these things you think you are at this moment. Right. Give it 10 minutes. Let's breathe for 10 minutes. And you're not going to think that stuff of yourself anymore. Right. So like isolation doesn't really help you. Like self-reflection, I think, helps everyone get through their thoughts. But like maybe the isolated self-reflection or introspect is not necessarily for you. Which is funny because I was talking to one of my friends and he's like, no, I think that everyone needs introspect and 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 maybe he didn't mean it in a way that because when I think of like true introspect and self-reflection it's kind of something you do by yourself and to yourself because it's really hard to self different yeah yeah it's kind of really hard to to self-reflect for me when I have other people's inputs coming at me from the side right I don't want to be told that I'm right I don't I need to sit down and kind of or that I'm wrong I need to sit down and take it at a surface level and be ready to come back to you and be like okay so I've had a moment to think about this this is where I'm at help me muddle through it and so when you're doing it with somebody like it's um 
So you can either do it with, to me, healthy-wise with somebody would be somebody, in my example, that's known me for 10 years. Not only known me for 10 years, I mean 17 years, not only that's known me for 17 years, but has watched and acknowledged my growth. Right. Not just says, oh, I've known you and stays stuck in to 17 years ago when he first knew me. Right. Or teenage me when he knew me. Right. He didn't stay stuck in one episode of Indy. He, he acknowledged my growth and he's helping me grow on that. Right. Or... And he's helping you to continue to grow. Like, exactly. he doesn't yes man you. Right. So, like, I have, so my guy will be like, if I come to him and I'm like, no, like, I did this, but you did this. He'll be like, oh, well, have you talked to your friends? Like, that's what they're telling you or that's probably what your family's telling you. Right. But let me tell you. I'm like, no. Like, I surround my pe- myself with people that don't yes man me. If you're doing that, then you're not growing. Right. And... I would in, I would encourage you to take a whole, like, with what I just said, take a step back. Look at if you're surrounding yourself by people that just tell you what the fuck you want to hear. You got a separate issue. Right. That is a whole separate issue. Yes, that has to do with your mental health. Mm-hmm. But you need to take a second because not you should not always. People, you do not grow and learn and adapt by being told whatever the fuck it is that you want to hear. No. And so, then another healthy person I feel like would be somebody that has not known you as long but knows you now so right for example like knows See, the I person think... that you are right now at that moment when you're trying to cope with something because like i said if you if somebody has known you your whole life but hasn't acknowledged your growth they're just most time going to reflect on who you used to be uh, see, so I agree, but disagree. So I think that sometimes people, and I don't want to go down a whole rabbit trail, but like sometimes people that only know you right now don't know the trauma and the hurt that you've well, caused when too. you were. That's true. So too. like being able yeah. to look at look at it from that the person that you're talking to right now. Right. Like I mean, if it's just two friends bickering and you haven't known, like you got you got the person that you're talking to has known you for five years or two years or one year, and the person that you hurt has known you for six months or a year or two years, then they know the present you pretty much right so like that would be fine but like when I think when it comes to like family stuff or long-term relationship or friendship stuff like I'm saying long-term meaning more than I would think five years then a lot of growth happens within a five-year period a lot of growth I look at who I was at 25 to right now and the majority of the lessons that I'm talking about right now I've learned from 25 to, to now at almost 30 so I think that it is important for you to, the part of the reflection for me is like, okay, well, let me think about all of these things that I've done that could have caught, that could have elicited the reaction that I got. Now, let me take ownership of whatever part I played and, you know, whatever I need to take ownership of and then leave the rest of that with the other person or to the other parties involved But I do think that it's interesting that you're like, uh, no, you know, introspect is not necessarily for me. And if, you know, if I'm going to be reflective, I need that buffer. So I'm really actually glad that you were able to speak on that. So another thing that I practice and that I try to remind myself is if you're going to do comparison, make it a realistic comparison. And I say that because... We live in a world now where social media is, I mean, it's its a part of everyone's everyday lives. And so it's really easy for you to look at that influencer or that celebrity or even like people amongst your community. It's really easy for you to look at their lives and make comparisons about the things that they have, whether it's, you know, materialistically or in, if it's intangibles. And so... You really need to make sure that you remind yourself you're seeing like a shutter of someone's life, like literally the shutter of a camera. That's still a face that they're wanting you to see. You're not walking around with a GoPro recording these people's day to day lives. And I don't give a fuck if you're if some of these celebrities have reality television shows. It's all still fucking scripted. You're still seeing the parts of their lives that they want you to see. Mm -hmm. So like. And also, like, I have one of my girlfriends are like, I just don't understand why 
some of these girls around us that, that they're younger than me, they have a nicer vehicle than me, they, like they have a relationship. Well, me, I'm a little bit older. I've got my shit together. I own my own home, but I don't have the nicest. First of all, it's priorities. Second of all, like they're just not you. Like yeah. everybody's circumstances are different in general. Like I, I'm trying to compare myself against myself from the previous year, not against somebody else, because I'm the only person in my circumstance. So my coping, as far as that aspect goes, it's funny that we're talking about this because, like, me and you cope a hundred percent differently. Right. But um. Well, no, I'm and like, please understand, like, these aren't just like. No, I know. I'm just like, saying this it's, is just. It's awesome well, to see that there's multiple ways, and right. everybody is. Different. This is how, yeah, and this is how my anxiety stays down, mm-hmm. and how I keep myself out of a depression is right. literally by doing these things. Yeah. So I have to. Again, not compare myself to others because of, like, a while ago, I'm hard on myself. And mm-hmm. I get down, you know, just like that. So, um, so instead of comparing myself to, I just try to literally, like, admire others, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I admire others, but I've been working on this hard. Like, don't say a good thing about somebody else until you say it about yourself. Because oh, I golden, never thought about that. Yeah, golden rule. You can't look. Nobody will love you until you love yourself. Right. And obviously, I want to be loved. So, which I am loved. And I know right. now. Especially now. But, you know, I want to be loved. So, how am I going to... I don't want to make it hard to be loved. Because that's not fair to the one that it loves me. Right. So, I try to... Uh, give a compliment and give a compliment to myself right. which is like probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do because like I said I'm not there are some things whatsoever. for me that I can easily compliment myself on like my work ethic and not and <laughs> things like that like um but then there are other things and it's more of like so people will make comments about me being a single mom or me, you know, I have a guy, but me and that guy can be very touch and go. Mm-hmm. And we're not, a, we're not constant partners. I call him my partner, but. Oh, I can take up for my relationship, you know, real easy. Just and see, I can't always do that. Like the only thing for me that's ever constant is Harlan. I've had people make comments about me as a mom because mm-hmm. like, I like to have a healthy social life and things like that as well. But I'm just like, that's why I'm like, make healthy comparison like don't your your the measurement of who you are it cannot be you can't compare yourself to someone else right like the measurement of who you are you know how much you're trying you know how you know what you've got and i think that at the end of the day if you're gonna sit back and like you almost can't help yourself compare help but compare yourself to someone else if you're gonna do that like don't let like you said don't let it be in this way that's like negative if you see something that someone else has that you want or whatever figure out a way to get that for yourself and not in a malicious way but like what I like to say is it's like it's healthy like I I'm competitive right so I can bring that into my competitiveness and be like oh okay well this person did this by the age of 35 well I want to try to do that by 33 because I've got drive and I've got this so like I'm I'm boosting myself up but I and I'm not bringing them down either I'm not saying oh well I bet that bitch did this to get that like no or yeah she's got two she's got a husband and so she's able to blah 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 yeah sometimes those thoughts do creep in because Mm -hmm. you get tired yes like being on the grind by yourself is fucking tiring so I've you know I've I've worked since I was 15. So, like, I've pretty much always had my own money. So, like, you know, what I don't have is my fault. I mean, I've worked for over 10 years now. Like, so what I don't have to me is my fault. Because no matter if I was on my own, paying my own bills or not, um... You know, I, I still should have prioritized like you talked about. I didn't. I thought partying and, and, and beer was, you know, my priority. Right. So I literally would, I would live back then, not, you know, not now, but um, back then I would live paycheck to paycheck just so I could have, throw a party or right. just so I could have, you know, an endless amount of beer. Which, so, and it, I mean, some of that's just a part of growing up and having a good time yeah. and things like that. But at the end of the day, like as you start venturing toward adulthood, because there's so much of your early 20s where you're just kind of learning to be a human out in the world right. and to be an adult. But because my, but I've always been good with money, but I do hear what you're saying. It, it is like, 
that right there, it, it doesn't matter how long you've been working, but realizing that what you have is a reflection of your priorities. What somebody yes. else has is a reflection of their priorities and their circumstance. And so like comparing myself, like that's what, like, so I don't necessarily compare myself with what others have. And right. I'm not saying I haven't like, Sometimes not having a kid gets to me. Right. I mean, I'm 27. Like, I don't have a kid, but I'm not married either. Right. So, a lot of times, you know, that does get to me. Um, right. I do have, you know, I have my own place. I don't, I rent, but, you know, it's still my own place. Mm-hmm. So, that's a, you know, that's, that's not really an issue. But, like, the child thing is probably the most that gets to me right now. But, um, so, and obviously not being married. But, mm-hmm. so, when I compare myself to others, a lot of times it was bodies. Because, you know, obviously there's fat shaming out there, but there's also skinny shaming. And oh, don't for get, sure. And don't get me wrong. Like, everybody's always talked about how I've had a banging body. But when you're seeing these women grow and they have, you know, nice titties or a big butt, you know, mm-hmm. they have these features to their body. Right. And you're 25 years old and you still look like you're 15 or no, not even 15, but you still look like you're 10, um, you know, wearing a freaking A-cup bra. Like, you know, so a lot of times... And that's a big thing right now, too. Like, the women that are not... Yeah, like, women and men, like, they'll have the plastic surgeries to yes. make themselves look a certain way. So, like, body image is a big thing. There, it, You can be shamed for being either size. And so, like, I'm, I mean, I was, I'm talking about... Com- I was originally talking about just, like, comparison for, like... Um, uh, like tangible things yes. and, and like, uh, you know, having the cars and the houses and the relationships, but like the body image thing, I, I I'm kind of hard on myself about that too. I've gained a lot of weight, but I'm well, sorry. See, continue. That, that's been my goal. Like, so you were saying you, you compare. So I know I went off on rabbit hole, but you're fine. You know, you were saying you compare and you're like, okay, they got this, but it's not in a jealousy compare. It's a, well, I'm going to get that too. Right. So it's like a, you know, kind of building yourself up type, right. type of compare. So when I would compare my body to body, you know, because I wouldn't, I don't know, it's hard to explain. So body to body, like I was always down on myself. And so finally, like, th- so that's a coping mechanism, I guess we both have in common. Mm-hmm. Finally, I was like, you know what? I'm tired of all these girls having these good bodies and I'm still over here, you know, 98 pounds, 100 pounds. And whatever so I got tired of it so I started you know mindset and I don't know what I did different and it could just be like my metabolism slowing down because I'm 27 right I don't know but I did like I went from 98 pounds in high school and you know I've I've gained pounds throughout the years but finally I'm 117 and you know obviously a lot of people's like oh my god that's still small and it is you see me and I'm still little but there's a big difference but there like, is. You, like you've gained 20 pounds yeah like, like I'm like y'all I'm finally in a b cup like <laughs> right you know not really like I am in a b cup but I've always been in a me B-cup. I would love to be back to 130 <laughs> just because like I don't feel healthy my right goal now, weight has always anyways. been 120 I got so it. you know to be that size and like I'm and I've never in my whole entire life wore a size two pants and I'm like dude like you know, I got so excited when I try to put on my double zeros and zeros for the summer, my shorts, and I'm like, they won't go over my legs. Right. Like, I texted you and Lexi. I was like, y'all look out. I'm going to be in a medium next time you know. Right, right. <laughs> you know, so, so comparing is, it can be unhealthy or healthy. Right. It depends on what you do with it. Yes. Is the goal. I per, mean, like, per, I mean, like I yeah, said, everybody's it, different. It so. depends on what you do with it. But I, I, if you're going to compare the comparison on a realistic level or letting it be like more of a competitive motivation, mm-hmm. not a toxic, not a, a toxic reflection on what someone else has. Right. Alongside of that, I mentioned social media, but I limit my social media time and I, I focus <laughs> on my pages. Yeah. And the growth of my platform. I try to like switch up or, you know, have positive influences on my page. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to scroll through and see a bunch of hate. And I feel like not just hate, but like, I don't want to listen to a bunch of toxic opinions. I don't agree with like cancel culture and things like that either. I, I respect opposing opinions, but it's like when you're coming at them, coming at the opposing side with a lot of animosity and anger, I'm not trying to listen to that. Yeah. And I don't want to listen to bigotry or, or any, anything like that. Um, arrogance. So I try to like, have positive platforms that I surround myself or that I, you know, 
that encompass my social media pages. And then I put a lot of focus on my social media pages, like I said, but I really limit my social media time. My, and that's been hard for me. That would be the hardest thing with this podcast is having to actually look and like there is, I have to look at the analytics on this. So you want to talk about comparisons, right? I'm over here like I try to do realistic comparisons, but then I'm over here looking at the analytics of what my show is doing and what my platforms are doing. And like seeing that, you know, 600 motherfuckers have looked at a reel or a post, but only 30 people have, you know, liked it. And now I will admit like the show itself brings me immense joy and it is an amazing outlet. But the anxiety that I got, or that I get, but especially that I got posting my first episode, and that I still get when I post certain episodes, like, it's crazy. I started recording in May, didn't release my first episode until August, and everybody's, like, looking at me, like, when the fuck are you going to post something? Like, when are you actually going to do this? And I was talking to O'Shea, and I was talking to Taylor, and I'm like, I'm scared. Like, I have peace in my life, and I'm scared this is going to not bring me... You know, like, the outlet is great, but I don't think it's going to bring me peace. Well, I have found joy. Every like that I get, I celebrate, you know, things like that, but... It's hard for the comparison part of my brain. I guess in there again, though, I tell Taylor, I'm like, well, I'm looking at my analytics and I'm figuring out a way that I can make things better every single fucking time. As you should. Yeah. Like I'm going to constantly and I'm trying not to let it be negative because every influencer, every podcaster, like you start somewhere. Right. So I do limit as far as like social media time outside of of mixed opinions and my personal page. I, I do limit that. I try not to get caught in the scroll. I don't TikTok, which people have told me like, oh, bitch, you need to fucking TikTok. Like that could help your show pop off. Yeah, I like TikTok. So you get, yeah, so you get caught in the scroll? Yes. I mean, You don't feel like it helps, like you don't feel like it hinders your anxiety at all? No. I see it bothers my back. I mean, because a lot of times I'm literally like, I don't get caught in the scroll as far as people's shit. Like, I'm not going to lie, like, I've been, you know, I've screwed myself on this before because, like, I'll just go and like, 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 like. Mm-hmm. This sounds awful for you that everybody, most people that's listening, like, if I really, truly read it or look at it or something, 9 out of 10, I'm going to heart it, like, mm-hmm. on Facebook. Right. Um, But, like, on Instagram, like, I'll be going through like, 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 and I'm like, you know, shit. I, I don't even know what the fuck I just tapped exactly. on. Yeah. And, and so, I, so a lot of times I try to stay off of Instagram a good bit, but so I follow, <laughs> I'm a bargain shopper and not necessarily financial wise, just mm-hmm. because I mean, why freaking not? Right. So I follow a lot of discount code shit on Facebook. And, um, so nine times out of 10, I'm either on Amazon or I'm shopping. Well, yeah. Or, like even on social media, I'm shopping, right? Um, like boutiques and stuff. I'll sc- I'll get caught on scroll on TikTok because I love watching like all these people that dance and stuff. Like I love dance. Mm-hmm. I love music. Dance and music is my outlet and always has been. I love that TikTok came out because I get to see all these people dance and I don't know. It just but you're brings looking me great at things, joy. So, right? Okay, that's what I was about to say. So you're looking at things that bring you joy. So I think that so that there's a difference in doing that. And, like, one of my friends has, like, 5,000 people that she follows and on Facebook. And right. so she's scrolling through, like, obviously she's not seeing 5,000 people's worth of shit because she's only seeing the pages of the way the algorithm is. You're seeing the pages that you interact with the most right. and the people that post the most. But she's over here and she's, like, comparing herself to all of these people that she's following. And I'm just like, what? No, get off. Get Stop getting caught in the fucking scroll. Right. So, like, that's that's my point is, like, if you're going to be on social media, know that it is a tool. And if you're using that tool in a way that's hurting you, you should probably reevaluate how you're using the tool. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, <laughs> I was about to say, it's like, like, don't buy the dildo and try to stick it up your nose. Oh, God. <laughs> Y'all, I wouldn't know. I ain't never bought a damn dildo. So. Ooh. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, like, yeah, like, it is a tool. Use the tool in a positive way. Don't fucking try right. to hurt yourself with the tool. Another thing I've learned is self-advocacy. 
Oh, I'm big on self-advocacy. I'm big on self-advocacy. I am always going to, like, I think I've been this way, or I started this in high school, telling people what I want and what I need, asking for it, making sure that I get the things that not less what I want, more what I need. Like when it comes to my health or my mental health and now granted the things that I'm talking about, like helping me cope or like the few things that I've talked about previously, those are things that I've learned along the way and that help me cope. But self-advocacy is a big part of that. Like talking to people and letting them know like, this isn't what I have been getting from you. This is what I need or realizing this isn't what I have gotten out of a situation and this is what I need. And then not just that, but like pulling back in moments from people when I realize that they're not filling my cup back up too. And because you can, I use this analogy a lot. Like if I'm over here and I'm filling up your cup and you're not filling up my cup, I'm over here not getting a cup full. I'm fucking thirsty. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I just kind of push for myself and make sure that I'm getting what I need. I don't do that. And to be honest, I've tried it and it don't help me. Um, I'm more, I've never been that person. I'm always, what do you need? And when I have in the past, when I've tried to be like, well, no, this is what I need. This is what I'm going to do because this is what I want to do. This is what, you know, I need. It didn't make me feel any better, no, no, no. but like, I just say what you got to say. Like my, as far as that goes, mm-hmm. I need silence. I need music. I know that's so crazy, but I lean toward music so much. So like you piss me off, like I'm, I'm, I'll ignore you mm-hmm. or, you know, we're arguing or whatever, like you say, and we're not seeing eye to eye. Like I just get quiet and nine times out of 10, if I'm able to, I'm going to go listen to music, like my comfort music or whatever. Self-advocacy in my book don't help me. Right. Um, But I've, again, obviously music in that aspect is my coping mechanism. Well, see, I think that that is a part of self-advocacy. You're saying that you like pull back and you go, that that's well, it yeah, right there. Yeah. Like it, it's not all about like being vocal about it that's an aspect of it self-advocacy is your ability to advocate for yourself sometimes putting your needs ahead of others but like remaining mindful of what putting your needs in front of others like how it might impact them but like staying mindful of like pretty much what triggers you like if i keep on with this this is going to trigger me so let me think about myself and pull back like yeah yeah. right so like the ability to like tell like say your opinion respectfully um but to ask that others recognize it maintaining your self-confidence and like pursuing ambitions but not at the deliberate cost of other people so i mean i do it to to an extent like i get it yeah i do some part of it yeah right so yeah, so I that has helped me a lot yeah. throughout my 20s and like figure realizing that that's absolutely okay, not letting somebody act like because I think a lot of times people will be like, "Oh, well you're being selfish or you're being whatever." No, yeah, like No, that's not what that is. Like me asking you to respect my opinion, that is not me being selfish. Me telling you that I need a little a moment alone because I've had a few bad days and I like this is what I need for myself to be able to handle the the, the rest of the week. Like that that that's not me that's not being selfish. That's not being rude. Like if you can't handle that, there again you need to like do some of your own self reflection and and think about whether or not you're being a selfish person. Right. Another thing that's helped me is making my circle of friends smaller, having less people, more people that understand and love me, less people that I am having to constantly maintenance that aren't helping to maintenance me. Like I'm over here cutting their grass and they're just watching mine getting knee the fuck high. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I do that, I guess. Like I don't, you Mm -hmm. know, there's a lot of people that like, like my group in middle school, you know, or Mm -hmm. some of them had been in my group since elementary school. Like I still talk to them. I still will, you know, even if we don't hang out for three years, we can still hang out. They're not my best friends, but they're still my friends. So my circle is big, but then I have an inner circle, if that makes sense. Right. So Yeah, yeah. And even then, like I told you, like how anxiety affects your relationships, like I pull back. So like 
you know, I I see even my small circle of friends. Like I very rarely see them. Right. I, now I'm I'm social, and I have friends that or I have people that I allow myself to be around in like social settings. Understanding that friends that you're social with aren't the same things as having like best friends, right, no. like people that you confide in and talk to. That's what I'm saying. Like I have. I have eliminated how many people that I talk to on a day to day that I check in on, you know, and now, that I'm helping to maintenance to on a daily. And see, I have others that I'm just like, oh, okay, well, I can party with you. No, not all my friends, all my best friends. I got three. Right. Um, that's and, what I'm saying, and that's a yeah. small circle. Yeah. Like I have, I would say I probably have four or five people. Two of them I talk to daily. The other three. I make sure that I that I touch base with them. And, like, if that touch base ends up being, like, a five-hour-long conversation mm-hmm. or a 30-minute or a five-minute conversation, then that's fine. But, like, when they need me, I will be there. Yeah. The amount of people that I'm, you know, pausing my life for has drastically changed. I'm starting to realize that on every person I come into contact with has to be a friend. They right. can be somebody that, you know, oh, like, I see that you're out. I'm bored tonight. What the fuck are you doing, girl? I'm trying to have a drink. Or, baby, what you doing? I'm trying to come chill with you. Like, that's that's not the same thing. Like, you got to recognize, like, who your people are. Yeah. So, like, having that smaller circle and less people to maintenance and, you know, the ones that I am putting a lot of effort and work into, like, they're giving as much back to me. In their own way. Right. It doesn't have to be the same. Because, you know, my love language when it comes to my friendship relationships are diff- is different than, like, what somebody else's love language might be. Right. But, you know, the fact that they're trying is the thing. So the last two are the big two. <laughs> and all of the other ones that I've just talked about has kind of led up to these two. But not giving a damn about other people's opinions on me just fucking being me not like like not everyone is going to like me not everyone can be pleased and like remembering that like misery loves company don't bring yourself down like and that's a part of self-advocacy that's a part of making your circle small that's a part of like the limiting the comparisons or, or whatever it it's like okay like at the end of the day like you're just you yeah Like, you cannot be the version of you that Indy wants, the version of you that so-and-so over here that you've been friends with wants you to be. Like, you can just be you. People that that care the most about you, those are the ones that's going to stand beside you while you're being you. The rest of the fucking noise, leave that's where that's at. So, I don't do, I, no, that's not, that's not me. I, I wish. I really do. But I care. So, like, it's not that I care and I let it affect I don't try, when people tell me their opinion of me, I don't try to change who I am, but I care about what they said. Like, I will cry. I will dwell on it. Mm-mm. You say something bad, I will hold that grudge. Don't like my fucking picture on Facebook. Like, don't talk to me. And the only reason that is, is because I know who I am. And at the end of the day, if you're not taking the time to truly know who I am, then you shouldn't have an opinion. That's totally going off. It's the truth, but that's going off the subject. Period. I care about what people think of me and I shouldn't and wish I didn't but I do and because I want to be liked I want to be you know and I know everybody wants to be liked but I care when I'm not liked. well yeah no but but my thing is is like do you really want to be liked by people that just so quickly called you out of your name like I don't give a fuck about being liked by those people you know what I mean like that's the that's the realization that I I do yeah, no, that's the realization that I've had. Those fucking people don't matter. Because like, it, that's more of a reflection of their character, who they are as a person. And it is. And do I want to even be associated with somebody that's that way? Right. And and that is the truth. And, and I totally agree with that. But like I said, me being who I am, I wish I could change this, but I've never been able to. But like that... You know, stuff like that. Like, I, I care about what people think. And I right. wish I didn't, but I do. Because it, it does. It affects me hard. Right. Um, When people think negative of me. Because I don't want... I want to be I want to be a, the best person I can be. The, you know? And 
I don't want to be not. Yeah, but the best person that you can be might not always align with what somebody else thinks like you should be. And I mean, and that is because true. I'm the best version of myself. And you've like just openly said like you don't necessarily like all the things that I do or agree right. with them. I'm not going to change that just because you don't fucking like it. This is me. And say vice versa. You told me that. Well, what did, what don't you like, Kinsey? Well, well, how do I? You know, I would try to fix it more than likely. Like it depends. Family's different. Like I don't care if y'all like me. I mean, right. I because y'all gonna love me. Regardless. Right. Right. So family different but yeah um yeah nah see like i don't give a fuck if you're my family my friend my boyfriend my whatever like obviously like my i, I mean your family can disown you and shit like that so it, yeah. it you know you say it's different but it, aren't right <laughs> like we're not going to but like you know th- th- shit like that's that happens or whatever but the way that I see it is if you don't like who I am when I'm being the best version of myself, don't fucking put yourself around me. Right. Like, don't invite me nowhere. Like you said, don't be on my shit. Like, don't be commenting. Like, then just leave me be. Right. Leave me the fuck be. I ain't coming over there messing with you, trying to change who you are or make you come over here to my side, the fucking dark side. Like, no. Like, just let me be. Right. And I'm going to continue to do me. So... And then the final thing is, is just allowing myself to feel. I don't apologize for my feelings. I don't stop expressing my feelings just because someone, just because it makes someone feel uncomfortable. Like Mm -hmm. we talked about, like with the whole crying thing. Like if I need to emote, I'm going to emote. Right. It's a natural thing. You can't come over here and tell me to stop my period because you don't like the fact that I'm on it. You know what I mean? It's the same damn thing. And I'm not going to, you know, like my, I'm not going to process things faster or try to faster for you or slower for you. Like I get through my emotions when I get through them and I cope with things the way that I cope with them and just whatever I'm feeling, I'm feeling it. Yeah. I I mean, I, I don't apologize. I mean, I don't know. I, it depends on the freaking, um, emotion, like. A lot of times I'm having to apologize for anger because I'm a not I'm not an angry person, but I am an angry person. Like I'm right. not an angry person, but I can flip to be an angry person extremely easy. So, <laughs> um, but I mean, all in all, I'm a happy person, and I just get pissed off so easily, and it's oh, it's the awfulest feeling. Anyways, um, so for the most part, I don't apologize for for my feelings. Especially if it's something like a feeling that I should feel. Like, being flipped to angry so easily. Like, I'm going to apologize to that because, to me, like, a normal person should not get mad because you walked in front of the TV when I was watching it. Or, you know, little stupid shit like that. Like, I'm going to apologize because I can't promise that I'm not going to flip out on you at that time. Right. And... And I know this, everybody listening is probably like, this bitch is freaking bipolar because I keep talking about flipping to angry so easily. And I do, but um, I I'm, I guess I'm about the same with you as far as that goes. Right. As far as your mental health and like coping, dealing with your anxiety or depression, are you happy with where you're at right now? No. Okay. <laughs> where do you hope to be? Um. <laughs> You just looked at me and she's like, no, with like the blankest face ever. Okay, well, can we? Oh, can that we... might have been that anger flip. Explanation, <laughs> please. Um, So, I'm not simply because, okay, so I, I'm not happy with who I, I mean, where I am right now simply because, oh, like, I won't, I do, I personally want to be a better person as in like a more godly aspect. Like, I want to, the person that I have in my head is, like, obviously, I have a potty mouth. Like, I don't want to cuss. Like, I don't want to... I want to be the best version, the best and most innocent version of myself that I can. Because, to me, that... And everybody's different. But, for me, that will bring me such peace in my life that will cause my anxiety to, you know, trickle away. Like, that's all my thought. Like, will it happen? I don't know. But that's my hopes. And when I hit 30... That's where I want to be. I want to be where I pray, not just at night. Like, I want to pray on a constant daily basis. I want to be more involved in my church than I already am. I want to be, you know, I want to be able to quote scripture to you. Like, I want to be that person. And because with that person, you know, you're supposed to give all your worries to God. Mm-hmm. Well, I I can't. 
that is hard. So with being that person, I feel like it'll be a lot easier to give all my worries and stress and anxiety to God. Right. And so, like I said, everybody is different. That's me. That's obviously my religious beliefs. And and then I also, I want to change for the better. And I say that because I want to say, don't let mental health change who you are for the worse. Like, growing up, there was not probably one person that did not enjoy being around me. Like, I I was extreme. I got in trouble all the time because I was loud and hyper. But I was hyper. So, I was, most time when you're hyper, you're fun because you're full of energy. I loved right. to dance. Back to the dance thing. Like, I loved to dance. I wasn't ashamed to dance in front of anybody. Like, I would, I would do it. But getting older... And my mind started telling me that I wasn't good enough, that that dancing made me look stupid. And my mind started telling me all these negative things about myself. Mm -hmm. I stopped dance. And so it's a year in of my own journey of coping and doing breathing exercises and getting back to my normal, like, you know, obviously not immature, but kid self. Yeah. To your more like carefree self. Yes. To that. And like, because TikTok has, I'm not going to lie, TikTok, as far as my dancing um, goes, like, it, I don't do TikTok dances, y'all, but. Maybe you should. It has opened, like, it has made me realize how much, you know, back then I truly loved dance. Right. And so now, like, I'm finally remembering or realizing how much that, that dance meant to me, more than softball, more than a lot of stuff that, so it makes me want to get back into it. So right. I, I finally, you know, I find myself cleaning my house and dancing again. Used to, I didn't. You know, I just would listen to music and clean. Right. Now I'm like dancing, acting, you know, silly and stuff again. And so where I want to be when I'm 30 is more carefree, you know, as mental health, like just better. Right. Like I always want to be better, but like I have this goal in my head for 30. And I should have had it for 27, y'all, but I probably wouldn't have met it. But I have this Realistic goal. goals. Uh, yes. <laughs> So my goal, I have this goal and I am determined to reach it. The journey of my life and literally in the last five years has been probably the hardest but the most rewarding because I have watched myself go from like one of the best versions of myself to straight back down to the worst, to back up to, you know, my preacher always says to lukewarm, you know, I don't want to be lukewarm no more. And period, like not in my, you know, Christianity or not even in my mental health. Like to me, in my mental health, I'm lukewarm because I could be doing a lot more stuff to help myself. And I don't. Right. So that's where I want to be. So it, so the things that have caused me the most anxiety are the things that I've like listed out previously that I want that them on a negative end was what caused me anxiety. So like self-reflection but instead of reflecting in a positive way I'm bashing myself and then not comparing myself on a realistic level not limiting my social media time and allowing myself to compare and then not advocating for myself and and fucking you know keeping a large circle of friends so all of these have just helped me but like the I guess like changing myself There are aspects of me that have changed along the way as a response to all of that. Like, I'm not, you know, sitting around ready to fucking snap. Like, whereas when you're in high stress and anxious, depressed situation and a depressed situation or especially anxious situation, you could be more easy to snap. Like, I'm not really I still can be her. But it takes a little bit more and I'll at least if at least if nothing else, if I might snap or pop the fuck off, I come back down to earth a whole lot easier or whatever. But I think for me and you, the way that the anxiety or depression has come out, it's been outwardly expressed in two completely different ways. Mm -hmm. It's been coped with in two completely different ways. And I think that it's really interesting to hear how you cope because things in me that have helped me cope and that I view as like true positives, you're just like, no, that would not fucking work for me. Like that is a negative. Like I do not need to fucking self-reflect by myself. I do not like, I need a little bit of comparison and you know, like I don't have to necessarily limit my social media time. Like I can look at other people, but I have positive affirmations that I do on top of that. So like 
it's like some of it aligns kind of perfectly, but other things you're like, oh, no, like that is not what what right. fucking works for me. So I wanted, you know, to kind of do this side of it so people could hear like what your response to all of it is or like because I can say this is what I've learned and this is what's helped me. But if it hasn't helped someone else, like, right. you know, other people are like, mm, yeah, like, now they got two different ways and neither one of these might not work for you. Like, we don't know. Right. But nothing, it never hurts to try any of this. If you have not tried any of it, then try it. And just like she said, like, you might not be a person that's able to self-reflect alone. You might be more like me where you need that, like she said, that buffer. And, and none of that's wrong. So I'm really glad, you know, we were able to do this this way. I was a, I'm, you know, being able to be like, okay, this is what I've learned. And this is what has helped me throughout my 20s. And I get to go into 30 with this knowledge. And, you know, I'm the happiest I've been in a very long time. And I feel like I cope with things in a very healthy way. And hearing how you cope with them too, like that's still healthy. It's just a different side of of it like right. there's all these gray areas in what you should be doing and you know there there can't be one book written on how to do all of this all right well thank you for doing this with me you're welcome <laughs> i feel like you have more to say i'm starving i know i'm about to starve too this this is I mean, this was fun. I feel like, I, I mean, we're sisters, but I feel like I got to know you and like the way that you cope with things a little bit better, obviously. <laughs> and like what kind of drives Indy emotionally, I'm able to understand that well, a little I bit better. Well, I am here to say that I just told one of my best friends this the other day, out of my best friends, you know, none of them can even do what you do. Like you texted me before this happened and you was like, you know, it's just going to go smoothly. I don't want your anxiety to flare up. You were one of the only people in my life ever to actually recognize, hey, well, maybe, you know, let's keep, like, you, I don't know how to explain it. Like, you're one of the only people ever to say, to actually acknowledge that it's not that I have these panic attacks all the time. It's just stuff trigger, like, that stuff yeah. happens where I start to panic for no reason. And, like, I feel like the more you talk to me, and obviously the worse my anxiety gets. Because, you know, FYI, you got anxiety, your 20s suck. Um, <laughs> wait till you hit 30. Hopefully it calms down. Mine has calmed Mine down. Mine did, too. I mean, I, yeah, just. Anxiety-filled yeah. 20s suck. But, um, so, you actually realize, like, hey, this gives Indy anxiety. Or I know this could possibly be a trigger for her, so let's just keep it calm. Right. Um, just like the other day, like, when... I was trying to plan a mountain trip and, you know, I was freaking the hell out and you was like, you know, or whatever. And I, I actually talked to Taylor the other, not the other day, but this has been a few months back. And he was like, yeah, like your sister tells me, or I tell your sister all the time, like all the stories you tell me about Andy, like I thought my anxiety was bad. <laughs> no, Andy, I ain't never met somebody like right. that. So, cause, and it's, <laughs> I don't know, but you know, you're, I just, you're one of the only people that acknowledge that how bad my anxiety is and it's not bad 24 7 but how bad it can get if that makes sense well it, it's and you're I'm not, not over here running around just constantly anxious there are things that cause an anxious reaction for, like there are things that cause you to have an anxious reaction right so it's like I try to, there again, like, people should be adaptable that doesn't mean that I'm not being my natural self but right. I'm, I'm being I'm I'm trying to be me in a way that can interact with you in a positive way. Right. I'm not over here. Like, now, if me, if I'm having to shut me off completely to be near you, then I don't want to be near no, you. because that's unhealthy for yourself. Exactly. But, like, I mean, I'm going to acknowledge that. I wish somebody could acknowledge those things about me. Right. You know, like, I, and so I try to do that for other well, people. Well, you a Kenzie. <laughs> I've said this to a lot of the people that I've like come on here and done talks with and I've talked about some heavier shit like in my first few episodes right and I just want to say thanks because it can be hard for people to open up and mm -hmm. it is kind of scary knowing that your your voice and your thoughts and your opinions are about to be like pushed out to the world I know that my following is really really fucking small but I, I know that there's a solid like 40 people that's gonna hear this well and then you clearly said more people listen yeah so thank you and i love you and i, I appreciate you, and the conversation <laughs> now let's go get some food
Tack, ja. My fucking stress counselor told me to meditate. A bitch. <laughs> I've been wanting to try that. Don't you dare laugh. I've been wanting to try it. I even told mama. I was like, maybe I should start meditating. Mm-hmm. So I downloaded the Calm app. Okay? That's what she told me to download. And I, I use it. I have not listened to that app in a year. No. Um, I. She was like, I suggest you like meditate and... um. I don't know, do some other, like, exercise. And I was just like, I can't. Like, the worst thing that I can do is try to stop my thoughts. That's not... And also, what I've seen, anxiety and people are, like... So, my baseline diagnosis is ADHD. So, you're a calm person as it is. So, maybe you being even more calm isn't going to work for you. No. Because you are. You're more laid back than me. Obviously, I'm more high-strung, like... But, um, so calm is what I need. And, but then if I have too much of it, I start going crazy because I don't know how to act. I've never been calm 24 seven my whole life. See, I can't like, I'm a very, like you said, I'm calm. I'm laid back. I can get really passionate about things, mm-hmm. but in, but instead I, I don't like walk through life, like high, strong as fuck. Right. And, um, like very like en- energetic and things like that. Like if there was a video I've done moved probably a trillion times just having, you know, to sit here. Right. Because it's, you know, I'm hyper. But anyways. Right. So, like, when I would be doing the meditation or the Calm app, I'm like, what is this? Yes, because you can... I'm like, my thought... I'm like, I need to think. Like... My hat because I'm just like okay, like the the, the thoughts is not the pro like those are not the problem. Hey, that's vice versa, like, like that's, that is my problem. Like my thoughts are not the problem. It's being able to funnel them into a positive place right. and, and like come back down to earth and realize that like I'm not a bad person and I am okay and I'm not crazy and I'm not selfish and like all these things that kind of people over time have put like in my head. you know negative people that really shouldn't been around anyway like none of that's true like just chill the fuck out so when i'm sitting here and it's just like or whatever sound you want to fucking listen to i'm just like what the fuck is (laughs) (laughs) i need it to fucking stop not me like i literally yeah no not i i don't whatever meditation noise and stuff like it don't do that to me it it, it actually it, does relax me it's it helps. fine if i'm not trying to like and so with meditation there's this whole process to it so being in a space listening to music like that is fine but when someone is like clear your mind no well like I've no tried it, but hit me up on the next episode and i'll let you know right <laughs>